Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I am your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB. And today it is Saturday. It's about 10 a.m. Central Time. I'm going to be hanging out with Jesse. You can follow him at the Fellow JGM. And we're just going to be looking at some NFL player prop bets for Week Eight. We got a lot of things to look at and talk about. Uh, but welcome to the show, Jesse. How you doing? Doing great. Happy Halloween. Yeah, it doesn't feel like Halloween, but happy Halloween, everybody. Rocking the mustache today for the costume. Oh yeah, what do you, what's what are you going again? I'm doing uh, we're gonna do we're doing Stranger Things theme. So I'm, I'm trying to pull off the Billy Hargrave. I don't have the hair for it. But, uh, I'm gonna need some photos though. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm gonna need some photos. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. We got a good one for Ivy. We we bought a little Demogorgon. Ah, uh, oh yeah, I think I seen a picture yeah. of those going around. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, so, you guys going cool. to you guys just going out and about or going to a bar? Or? No, um, our friends are having a little get together, so. Just going to okay. their house, a few of us. Keep it clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep it clean and classy. Sweet. Uh, but anyways, we're going to get into – we're going to be using the DraftKings Sportsbook here to look at the player odds and some of the player props that we like. Um, so I'm going to hop into the screen share here. And uh, I don't know, what do you want to start with? Because typically, like, we can look at passing yards, uh, rushing yards, receiving yards, or we can kind of hop into some of the touchdown scorers. Uh, but maybe we save the touchdown scores for the end, and let's just start with the passing, the, the passing odds here. Yeah, sounds good to me. Um, so I don't know if anything strikes your fancy here in the Colts Lions game. I don't really feel too confident about uh, either offenses in this one because the Colts have a good defense. Can Matt Stafford? I don't know. These are pretty high numbers, I think, for passing stats here. So I don't know if I'm intrigued with any of these. Yeah, I think uh, Colts coming out of their bye. I think they're going to be looking to establish their identity. You know, they're a run team. They want to grind you. They want to wear you down defensively and offensively. So, two seventy four and a half looks pretty high. But I don't know if I'm really willing to gamble. You know, Rivers was playing pretty well pre buy. Yeah, and it's, it just seems like you got like a fifty fifty shot with Rivers. He's either going to have a really good game or he's going to throw for like hundred and sixty yards and a touchdown or a pick or something. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm not really confident in that game at all. Uh, but I think the one game that we really want to get some some bets in is this Tennessee Titans and Cincinnati Bengals game. Um, this game's in Cincinnati, so I'm assuming there's going to be some wind and some a little bit of weather uh, kind of infected or just into this game. So I think Joe Burrow at 289.5 yards, Ryan Tannehill at 264.5. Are we intrigued with any of these numbers? Yeah, when I was looking at the individual props, I, I was thinking that they were all kind of low. So uh, maybe rather than attack the quarterbacks on this, to think they're all going to be higher. Maybe I, I like individual players that I think might be able to you know, clip their highs based on some injuries we've had, some recent form. Um, so I don't okay. know if I'm going to take take one of these. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, two sixty four and a half, is interesting. I mean, the caveat is if Derek Henry just decides to run all over the place. Yeah, I think I agree. I'm, I'm more interested, especially when I saw that AJ Brown number, which we'll get to eventually. Uh, I think I'd rather kind of bet into individual receiving overs in this one. Um, but I mean, I just want to pull up Joe Burrow's stats on another browser real quick here because it just seems like he just threw for what 400 and some yards last week. Right. Um, I mean, he's playing well. There's no no denying that. I mean, so okay, so his over under is basically 290. So he's been over 290 yards in one, two, three, four, five out of seven games. Joe Burrow over 290, and uh, they've all those games have been over 300. So it's not like he's just hitting like 291, 292, or anything like that. He's like completely going over these numbers. Um, and essentially they would have to throw the ball probably looks like 40 plus times to do that. 
Uh, and with Tennessee, because we think Tennessee's offense should be able to roll, there's probably going to be a lot of points in this one. It feels um, like it's going to be a high score. I mean, you know, Titans injury report doesn't look so good for the secondary. They got a lot of guys out. Their slot corners out. Uh, so, I mean, there's reasons that they can have some success throwing the ball. I mean, no Joe Mixon, you probably cater to a little bit more passing anyways because Gio's not really a yeah. give him 25 carry kind of guy anyways. you know. Okay. So, yeah, I think uh, once we get to the receiving props, we'll probably be more invested into that action there. Um, right. Moving on to the Jets and Kansas City Chiefs. Or is this another kind of scenario where we don't really trust either passing overs and we probably get some of the pieces uh, in this one with the receivers? Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, we can move on from that. Yeah, so four I mean, and a half is kind of low for Sam Darnold. I, I want to roll, you know, like I want to see him succeed, but this game might just be a lot of garbage mop-up time, and uh, it's, it's just too. Like, I, I want to look at Denzel Mims and a couple other receivers for the Chiefs on that side, but nothing intrigues me for the passing stats. Uh, kind There's of no Perriman. Yeah, no Perriman, no no Crowder, no Crowder probably. So you can't trust the the hole, but you might be able to trust yeah. trust the pieces. So it's just a mess. Um, so then we got the Steelers and the Ravens. This again, like, I'm not really interested. I don't really bet a lot of passing overs. I think the one bet that we have been doing the passing unders on is Baker Mayfield. But I, I really kind of stay away from passing overs and try mm-hmm. to get more of the pieces. But Lamar Jackson at 215 and a half, uh, Ben Roethlisberger 254 and a half. Anything there for you? Yeah, this is a divisional game that can go. You know, there's been a history of it being high scoring. There's been a history of it being low scoring. I think both defenses are in a good place. So. It's kind of hard to, to take the over on yardage here when it could be just kind of a, a bruiser fest. Okay, so the Patriots and the Bills. Cam Newton, they have him down at 170 and a half. I don't even want to touch that. Uh, wow. Josh Allen chilling at 232 and a half. That one, that seems kind of low for Josh Allen. And Stephon Gilmore, is he out officially, right? Uh, I think he's questionable. I, I, I would assume he's out. Didn't he have the knee procedure? Yes. I'm thinking. That might have been Julian Edelman that had the knee procedure, but he pulled up in practice with the knee injury the other day. So I'm just looking at Josh Allen's Allen's yardage totals through uh, the seven games so far. He's been over 232 yards in all but one game, and that was a Kansas City game that was raining. Um, So I don't know, from uh, just from the perspective that we don't really like to do passing overs, that would probably be the one that interests me the most so far. Yeah, we should probably, speaking of weather, we should probably pull that up because this game, is it's it's an ugly day for football. we got 20-mile-an-hour winds, we got wet weather, and it's going to be cold. Um, it's not really it's not really any one element that's, like, sticking out, but when you add all three of those together, it kind of makes for an ugly game. Uh, it just kind of might be some sloppy football. you got Josh Allen, Cam running the ball, you know, hand the ball off 30 times, oh, and dunk. It doesn't look pretty. This is going to be a 1 p.m. game for them over there. So starting yeah. at 1 p.m., it's going to – I mean, they're looking Look at, at rain all day, uh, up to 22 miles per hour it looks like. I mean, it's it's going to rain. They're, yeah. they're showing 95% chance by 11 to 12. The game starts at 1. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. So maybe uh, maybe <laughs> not like this passing over because, I mean, we saw what this offense looked like against the Chiefs. Um Patriots are still, even though they're missing some players, they're kind of a stingy defense. But maybe we're interested yeah. in some of the individual game plays there. It's also tough yeah. to hit the over on these or the unders either because, like, 232 is a respectable, like, it's a pretty low number as is. So I think they're factoring in some weather here. Um, 
But all it takes is like the hard part about passing overs is it just takes like one play, like one seven yard play, and then all of a sudden Josh Allen's sitting at like two ninety or something. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so then you got it's kind of we're gonna have a lot of weather check ins all weekend. Uh, you got the Raiders and the Browns here. Baker Mayfield, are you taking the under on Baker Mayfield at 232.5? We're five, we're five wins, two losses on Baker over under. The weather's looking gnarly. No Odell. No Odell. I wish Nick Chubb was back because then that would be a lot for me. I might wait until Nick Chubb comes back and then start pounding those again. So I think they're right. a noon game, right? That's looks, time. Look at those winds, 30 oh, miles an hour. Dude. At the end of the game, they're going to be up to, you know, upper 20s, maybe 30. Wow, it's even going to get – look at this. It's going to get up to 38 wow. miles per hour. That's uh, crazy. I mean, night. how do you throw a football when the wind's going 30 miles an hour? If it's sideways, it's going to be impossible. You know, Uncle Rico, that's how you throw it. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if, if uh, passing yards were negated by like interception yards i would take it because i'm pretty sure both quarterbacks are going to throw at least one interception so. uh, okay so i don't know i'd maybe put a unit on baker under here but it's at one, negative 137 so it's not like you're going to be getting you know terrific odds and returns on that yeah. one but, uh, i should have taken that one before uh before the day hit it probably opened up at a, a much better odds to begin with but it looks like it's yeah. i don't know people know people know to hit that baker under so, I don't know, maybe I'll throw just a $20 at it or something. We'll see. Um, but uh, then you got the Saints and the Bears. This one's in Chicago. Again, Midwest. It's going to be uh, not very nice out. I don't think Allen Robinson's going to be playing. So, you got Nick Foles at 235 Breeze is interesting. People are betting the under on Nick Foles here at negative 165. Yeah, Breeze is kind of interesting at 222 and a half plus 100. With, I mean, with no Thomas and no Sanders. I, if Kamara gets 100 yards receiving through the, I mean, he can dink and dunk for another 100 and buck 20. You know, but yeah, I'll probably stay away. Uh, that, that's intriguing though, but it looks like, I mean, these odds aren't really inviting to me to want to get into these. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of unders this weekend with all the weather going on here. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll look into the individual passing numbers here. Uh, San Francisco 49ers, Seattle Seahawks. You got Jimmy Garoppolo chilling at about 259 and a half. And we got Gus Wilson here at 295 and a half. Uh, the odds are fairly all even here at negative 112. Anything stick out to you? Jimmy uh, yeah, Jimmy G is interesting. I mean, I don't think Russ, that's a good number on Russ, but Jimmy G could hit there. I mean, no Debo, so. But I mean, yeah. what would it take for Jimmy G to hit 206 yards? Like you're going to need almost 100 from George Kittle himself. And then yeah. what is Brandon Ayuk going to get 100 himself to even get this close? And then you're going to have to get 60 yards, whether it's from Kendrick Bourne and Jarek McKinnon and friggin' Trent Taylor. Like um, Seattle does allow a ton of passing yards to the receivers, but this, the 49ers don't really have the resources to do that. Yeah, I think I might like the individual pieces better than going and attacking Jimmy G. Okay, so we'll stay away from that one. And then they don't even have the, the Ben DiNucci on the <laughs> Eagles line here. I, I do like that. Carson Wentz, though. That's a nice Carson number. Carson Wentz at 250 over nine, minus 125. People are, yeah, people are yeah. taking it. They're getting Jalen Reger back. They're getting – Fulgham is, is a stud on his own. He's probably going to get at least 80 yards in this one. Um, the Cowboys are just bad right now at football. Okay, this one's in Philly. I don't know what the weather's going to be like in Philly for, for Sunday night here. Let me just pull that up. 
But didn't, they, they, didn't Everson Griffin just leave the Cowboys? Um, he did, and then they also they also benched or they also released Starlo to yeah. Lele. Or no, Andre Poe. Andre Poe. Yeah. And um, they cut, they cut another guy. I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's almost like they're Jerry's just like, all right, let's tank for for Trevor. See so tomorrow get. night in Philadelphia, are they Eastern time? Yeah. So they're going to be starting at what? 8 p.m. Something like that. So it's looking like a 25% chance of rain, but like by 10 o'clock here, there's going to be zero. So there might be some rain at the start of the games. But again, we're looking at some 20 mile per hour winds here. Um, but this will change. This is still tomorrow night, so some of these showers can be pushed up or, or back. So we'll have to kind of keep an eye on that. Um, but also, wait, they haven't ruled Dallas Goddard out of this game, so I'm kind of uh, to see if he. But I mean, 250. It seems like Carson like that, and I'll, I'll probably monitor that tomorrow while they're going in and see what we can do there. Uh, but let's go ahead and move on to. Do you want to look at receiving yards? Yeah, let's go to receiving yards. I'm not. Those are probably the favorite bets of ours to be looking at. Those just seem like the easiest ones to hit on. Um, so we talked about the Colts and the Lions. We're not really excited about the Colts passing weapons. Um, but the Lions also have a tough matchup going up against the Colts secondary. Uh, so we got Kenny Galladay at 67 and a half, TJ Hawkinson, 41 and a half. Uh, probably not interested in Marvin Jones. Trey Burton, 38 and a half might be kind of fun. T.Y. Hilton seems a little low at 48.5. Uh, any other numbers sticking out here for you? Yeah, the first one that stuck out was T.Y. Hilton. He's sitting at 48 and a half, and he hasn't had a good year, but I mean, for a guy that was regularly getting 100 yards a game, throwing up 100 yards seasons. He's also coming off a bye, so he's going to be feeling probably the best he's felt all season. Yeah, I wonder if, uh, you know, it's a get-right game, kind of fix things where he's gone, get the squeaky so wheel. In six games so far this year, he's been over – 49 yards, uh, three out of six times. Um, it, it's a um, it's a think about one. I'm not really too sure. This game's indoors, so this might be um, <clears throat> a good opportunity for him. I still, I mean, do the Lions still have uh, healthy cornerbacks? I don't know. I'd have to look into that. <laughs> but all it takes is one play with T.Y. Hilton to hit that. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. He grabs one four-yard catch, and he's, he's pretty much going to get there. Um, anything on Kenny Galladay getting 68 yards here? I, I I don't think so, man. Minus 106. He's going to probably match up against Rhodes, I would assume. Yeah, probably Rhodes. And he's been pretty successful this year. He's had a good uh, – He's had good a nice bounce back. Yeah. Nice bounce back. They got good safeties. I don't see – Colts don't usually give up any big plays. Sure. So, I think I think we're, we're pretty lukewarm on this game. We'll kind of move on here to this Titans and the Bengals game here. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, we're sitting at A.J. Brown, 65 and a half. Corey Davis, 53 and a half. Uh, Derrick Henry, 8.5. Jonu Smith, 35.5. Uh, Tyler Boyd, 65.5. A.J. Green, 53.5. And, and T. Higgins, 58.5. And, and you got the, the running backs tight end there. Anything sticking out here for you? I know I really like the A.J. Brown over at 65.5. Yeah, definitely. A.J. Brown is a good number. That's That was my first bet of the week. And then so, I went ahead and locked in Tyler Boyd opposite him as well. Okay, 65. Because we did mention the Titans slot corner is going to be missing in this one. Yep, Titans slot corner is out. On top of that, they're also probably going to be short. Uh, another defensive back, uh, Dane Krulshank, he plays safety for them. On the other side of the ball, 
you got, I mean, just look at the Bengals injury report. It looks pretty brutal. I'm going to pull up the injury reports right now. Um, so let's just look at the Cincinnati injury report first. Um, so people that have been listed out, offensive tackle. Oh, wow, they're missing two offensive, three offensive linemen for the Bengals. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. It could be. We're going to probably smash that Derrick Henry over, aren't we, for the rushing guard? <laughs> yeah, probably. So three offensive linemen and Joe Mixon out in this one. Uh, this is probably going to be one of those games where Joe Burrow throws the ball at least 40, 45 times, huh? I think it's going to be a lot of quick passes because they're not, you know, with that many offensive linemen out, how much success is you going to have on the ground? The game plan should be quick passes, find Tyler Boyd with, with you know, the slot corner out. He could rack up a ton of catches, take some deep shots. But, yeah, it's going to be quick. It's going to be a lot of quick passes. So on the Titans side of ball, Christian Fulton, I think he was their first or second round pick. He's going to be out with a knee injury, safety. I don't know if this is a starting safety, but Crookshank here, uh, he's going to be out. Uh, and then you got Ty Smith here, questionable cornerback here. Jonathan Joseph, he got a full practice in yesterday, so it looks like he's going to play. Um, mm. But I think Fulton was their starting slot corner at the moment. Yes, um, he was, yep. So that's, that might benefit guys like Corey Davis and, and Adam Humphreys. Uh, but I mean, it's hard to ignore. Uh, we're talking Bengals no, here. We're yeah. talking Bengals, yeah. So yeah, Boyd, man, it's gonna all be back going to Boyd here. So yeah. I think these two. So at the end of the show, I'm probably gonna go to the website and we'll lock in some of our numbers. Um, but I think these two guys are probably gonna be at the top of our list. The thing I like about Boyd, so it's AJ Brown. Um, so Derrick Henry, obviously, is probably gonna feast today, tomorrow. He's gonna have a good game. He's probably gonna hit his overs. But if Cincinnati does find success scoring. They're going to have to throw the ball. And A.J. Brown is one of the best receivers against the press coverage. The Bengals press at the highest rate in the league. So if you're going to try and press A.J. Brown, you're not going to have a good time. I think Ryan Tannehill is smart enough to recognize that and then hit his man. So 65 and a half. We've seen A.J. Brown. He can get a 70-yard touchdown. And I, you know, He's another one of those guys. I think the biggest difference between A.J. Brown year two and year one is the targets were super inconsistent as a rookie. But I don't think he's had fewer than seven or eight targets in every game. So he's looking at a range of seven to ten targets. They're going to be there. He only really, like, he saw them take a slant 70 yards last week to the house. So mm -hmm. it's not going to surprise me if he, if he has another kind of maybe one or two boom plays in this one. Um, but I was going to say the other guy that I'm looking at right here is Giovanni Bernard, 28 and a half over. Because uh, we don't expect them to run the ball efficiently or even much at all. So that means Bernard's going to be getting upwards of five, six, seven targets in this one. He caught five for five last week for 59 yards. Uh, so that's almost double. That, that's basically double what they're projecting him here. Um, so if you're feeling it, I think this one might be a good play here. Uh, I, I, like it. I like the geo play. I think it's smart. Like like we said, the Bengals haven't been very good against really running the ball anyways, and now they're without three starting linemen. So what? And and Joe Mixon's out. So what? I mean, how much success are you planning to have running the ball? I mean, and even against. Um, I mean, Cleveland has a decent run defense, but last weekend they only ran Geo thirteen times on the ground. Um, so that's not really a recipe for them to have success. I think in this one. Um, so I don't know. I think the, the, these individual plays here are probably going to be some of our favorites in this one. It's a noon game. We do have to monitor the weather. Should I look at Cincinnati weather real quick? Yeah, take a peek. It's not as bad as what Cleveland's getting. Uh, just being a little bit further away from the lake, I believe. Don't quote me on that. Um, Man, but it's, so, it's just going to rain fucking yeah, it's, 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 it's the Midwest and East Coast. It's kind of just getting going to get blitzed tomorrow. All right, so that's a noon game over there. Ooh, partly cloudy. 
Zero percent yeah, so, chance of rain tomorrow. It's just going to be windy. Yeah, so Cincinnati's not really getting the rain, which is nice. Just a little bit of wind, which would favor those Tyler Boyd, Giovanni Bernard targets. Yeah, um, yeah kind of so, like uh, one last name I like in this one on the other side of the ball. We can get a little two for two action. Is I like Johnny Smith at thirty-five and a half. Okay. Uh, Cincinnati is one of the worst teams defending the tight end. Uh, Johnny Smith has had two kind of dinky games, but he's also been kind of, I think, fully recovering from this, in, this injury he's had. Uh, I think he's just due for a, due for a good game. Yeah. So on the fantasyfellowship.com, I start sit charts. I've been breaking down the fantasy points allowed to position, and the Bengals are second to last here, allowing almost 19 fantasy points to the tight end position. The Titans aren't very good themselves. Uh, but the Bengals, they do allow quite a bit of yards and points here to the, the tight end position. Uh, and then again, the Titans, man, people think they're a good team, but their defense is not very good. Their best ranking is basically middle of the road here against running backs, but they do allow uh, upwards of 46 points to the receivers in PPR leagues. So this is going to probably be a really good Tyler Boyd weekend, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if he has another 11 to 10, you know, 10, 11, 12 targets in this one. Um, so yeah, it's a fun game. It's one of my yeah. favorite games to DFS stack because I don't think it's going to be as popular as some of these other games that are out there. You know, everyone's looking at Minnesota, Green Bay, uh, Dallas, yeah. Philly for Sunday night. And I mean, Bengals are going to be feisty in this one. I don't think the Titans uh, will be able to kind of stop some of that short passing. And, and Joe Burrow just kind of has confidence uh, in himself, and I think the team trusts him. And he, they're going to air it up. They have nothing to lose, so they're kind of playing with house money in this one. Um, Absolutely. We'll move on here to the Jets and the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, let's see here. We got Le'Veon Bell, revenge game, 11 and a half receiving yards. That's yes. a, a minus 30 right now. I got it. At, I locked it in at 112. That was one of the ones that I knew I wanted to get in because 11 and a half is – that's one play for Le'Veon Bell. You know, I, I think they're going to bring him in. This is the week they bring him in. He's been there now for two weeks. He's had some time to kind of acclimate with Mahomes a little bit. But he doesn't even really need to be. He's just a, he's a talented guy. In a talented system, and he's pissed off. He wants to. He wants to kill the Jets. Like, I wouldn't. He's just going to be glaring at Adam Gase probably from the sideline every time they're on. You know, they're on the sideline. So. I think if you don't start Bell in fantasy this week and you have him, like, what? Why even? Do what you are you doing? Why yeah. you even have him? Give him to someone who will start him. How, what's the percent roster ship for him in DFS this weekend? Oh, it's going to be insane. Seventies. Everyone's going to own him. It's just, it's, it's fun. It's a guy you want to see have a big game against a team that deserves to get beat. I mean, Yates yeah. is just, yeah, so. Throw him down the well. Throw him down the well, exactly, exactly. But, uh, you know, I think some of these Jets pieces are kind of interesting. Yeah, we got Denzel Mims chilling at 42 and a half. He hit 42 exactly last weekend. He had four catches on seven targets. Uh, Braxton Berrios, these are going to be the leading receivers here. Denzel Mims, Berrios, and Jeff Smith. These guys are going to be on the field uh, probably a lot. Um, so you got Braxton Berrios at 37.5, Jeff Smith 34.5. Uh, if, there, if there's one guy I would be willing to just throw like maybe a $10 bet at, it'd be Denzel Mims or something. Um, yeah. but I, I, I can't remember if it's Berrios or Smith who operate in the slot, but I know Mims is he's strictly outside receiver. Sure. Yeah, I don't. I don't know either. But I do know that uh, when Crowder and Perriman were out to begin the season, and Barrios was healthy, he did put together a couple of really nice games. So sneaky fantasy start, sneaky DFS guy. Um, so I know. I know Mims led the way last weekend with 42 yards. That's how pathetic the offense was. 
Um, yes. I'm just looking here at my opportunity charts. So that was with a full game of Rashad Perriman, but it looked like Berrios, even with Perriman playing 95% snaps, Berrios yeah. played 84% and he caught four of seven targets for 35. Um, so I think I would forget about Jeff Smith and maybe if you're feeling dirty, you can you can whip some some dollars at Braxton Berrios. He just got. Looks like he's already bet to to one forty five yeah. as well. That's, so. He's probably one of the favorites to hit that. Yeah. Um, On the Chiefs side of the ball here, I, I mean, I like these numbers. These numbers aren't not. It's not like crazy numbers. The problem is, is that you know how often they're going to be on the play. field. Are they going to be ups three touchdowns and just kind of like rotate guys in, try and get Nico Hardman the ball, you know, try and get some of these other guys going. Um, I'm surprised they don't have Hardman on the list, even yeah. you know, twenty-nine yards or something. Right, that's the thing is Hardman, Demarcus Robinson. I would have liked some of those secondary pieces here because I think those are the pieces that maybe get, you know, that extra run this week. So I think that it's a pretty simple fantasy evaluation. If you're interested in getting some bets on the Jets and the Chiefs game, consider Denzel Mims and Barrios on the Jets side. And then as far as the Chiefs, man, just go just go in on Bell. Don't even think about some of the other guys. If you're going to bet, just bet on Bell having a revenge game. It's fun. It's not only going to win you money, but you're going to have fun doing it. So. Yeah, yeah. I just I can just see in, if I close my eyes, I can just see Le'Veon Bell with a, like a big shit grin on his face after he scores his second touchdown. Oh, yes. Uh, so we'll move on here to the Steelers and the Ravens. Uh, these games are so hard to predict. I can remember, I think it was a Christmas game where that game was just like super fun and it was the Antonio Brown like reach over for the touchdown game. Um, so these games can either blow up or it's probably going to be like 17-13 kind of crazy low scoring defensive game. Um, but some of the numbers we got here, James Conner, 20 and a half receiving yards, Chase Claypool, 44 and a half, uh, Eric Ebron, 31 and a half, Deontay Johnson, 54 and a half, same as Juju Smith-Schuster, 54 and a half. Any of those Steelers pieces intrigue you? Yeah, I don't know. I think if there's one there that sticks out maybe a little bit is maybe the Eric Ebron looks kind of like yep. a nice low number there. The receivers, it's you know, they got three good receivers that are all gonna play, it sounds like. It's it's you know, who plays? If Deont you know, Deontay Johnson's probably the safest, but you know, first quarter he takes a hit and he's out for the game. It's one of those things that has happened a couple times. He just hasn't been healthy. Um, and, but then looking at uh, my start-sit charts here, uh, we got a lot of red matchups. The Steelers do allow 40 points to the receivers. Uh, but then on the – because we talked about Eric Ebron being intrigued. The Ravens, that's probably their weak spot here. They do allow almost 14 fantasy points to the receivers. So, what, that would be, you know, like five catches for basically 70, 80 yards or something like that. Uh, yeah. So, it could be Eric Ebron. I'm not sure what he's been doing the last couple games. Um, but he has picked it up after the first couple of weeks. He was kind of a dud, but I'm just kind of pulling up Eric Brown on the other sidebar here. Um, so the number's 31 and a half. He's been over 31 and a half, one, two, three, four out of six weeks. Um, so that seems like a very low number to me. And then, I mean, all the, the, not the times that he beat that, he's had 43 yards, 52, 43, and 50. Um, so I think that 40 to 50 range seems pretty pretty optimistic i think he can hit that with you know five or six catches yeah yeah i like that number that's definitely one of i usually like to take one tight end number i'll probably either take that one or john who's you know okay so i'm just going to check that one so we can talk about that uh later and see if we want to put that one on the website as a lock uh but then we did mention the steelers they are kind of a funnel defense they're going to clog up the middle uh and attack the quarterback here so that's going to allow them to kind of hit the receivers uh, so not, I don't know about Mark Andrews at 44 and a half, but you got 
Miles Boykin, not really comfortable with that. 52 and a half for Marquise Brown. J.K. Dobbins, 15 and a half, and Willie Sneed, 23 and a half. Are you interested in any Ravens overs? Gosh, I just – Lamar Jackson just has not been good enough hitting Marquise Brown deep for me to rely on rely on it you know, from a betting perspective. You know, I want to see it because it's fun, but, you know, when you look at Lamar, he has not had the success hitting Marquise Brown this year. So, so the Marquise Brown number, though, 52 and a half. They played six games. How many times do you think he's been over fifty-two and a half? He's probably gotten. He's probably gotten there. You know, probably at least three of those times. It's probably my guess. Four. Four games out of six, and the two games that it did not happen, he had forty-two yards against Houston back in week two, and then the Chiefs game where they kind of just smothered Lamar. Uh, he had thirteen yards. So I kind of throw away that Chiefs game. I think that was just like a trap for the whole Ravens offense. Um, but I would expect him to get at least 42. Like he's probably going to get you know four or five catches, maybe at least 40 yards in this one. So that one's close. Um, but again, we just don't have the confidence in Lamar Jackson to bet on this one. We feel more comfortable if you're going to bet on these player props. Look at you know AJ Brown, Tyler Boyd, uh, some of the other games that I feel just a little bit better. You have more confidence in the passer. Yeah. Um, so we'll move on here to the Rams and the Miami Dolphins. We got two Otago by Lois starting in this one. Yeah, two. Uh, Go ahead. I was gonna say we got Tua, and I mean, the only one that seems to be the nice number there is that Mike Isecki. Uh, otherwise, if you look at the rest of these, everyone's taking unders. I mean, everyone's fading the rookie against the Rams. I mean, do you think that Tua can come out and just be Tua and you know kind of elevate himself, or do you think that the Rams defense is just gonna tee off on this? Week? Well, Devontae Parker, he has. Let me pull up the practice reports here because Devontae Parker has been questionable all week. Uh, I'm not sure if he's going to play in this one, but even if he does play, he's going to be drawing coverage from Jalen Ramsey. So uh, maybe like a 60% Devontae Parker going up against one of the best young corners in the league. Um, he did log a full practice on Friday, but again, he was limited on Wednesday, Thursday. So he's likely going to play. Um, so I'm not sure who the Rams number two corner is. So I would, my, my thinking is if, if Parker and Ramsey are locked in, uh, maybe it's Preston Williams or Mike Jasicki that kind of lead this team in targets tomorrow. It was a pretty, I mean, under 40 yards. Uh, this this game, to me, uh, I'm not sure what the over-under is, but, you know, it seems like an under game. It seems like, you know, the Dolphins defense, they've gotten things going recently. They're pretty good against wide receivers, which is where the Rams like to go with the ball. It, it seems like a low-scoring low game, you know, but Tua is a, Tua is a complete X factor, you know, wild card. And I, I usually, when I'm betting my props, I like, I like to kind of have an idea what's going on. So this might be one where I watch as a fan. Yeah, this is more of a wait-and-see approach. Leave him on the sidelines this weekend, and then maybe after we get some data points here, we can kind of project a little bit more accurately next week. Um, but then on the Rams side of the ball, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, uh, I'm kind of making a rule where I'm not allowed to, to bet on either of these receivers anymore. Because <laughs> every time I feel like I have it figured out, it's, a, it's if say I bet on Woods, it's a Cup game. Bet on Cup, it's a Woods game or bet on both, and it's a neither game. Uh, I, I'm kind of just completely uh, – I don't trust Sean McVay at all. <laughs> like, I can't I can't even uh, – I can't handle the Cooper Cup and Robert Woods uh, roundabout here. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I think that's McVay's goal. You know, he wants people to be confused. I guess that it's, it's a good edge to have as a coach, but uh, not safe for betting. So we're going <laughs> to move on here to the Patriots and the Bills. Uh, we kind of talked about Josh Allen being someone that we kind of liked here with the Stephon Gilmore injury. 
Uh, you got Stephon Diggs chilling at 56 and a half receiving yards. Singletary, 15 and a half. Zach Moss, nine and a half. John Brown, I think he practiced fully all weekend. He's at 30 and a half. Um, Cole Beasley down here at 42 and a half. And Tyler Croft, 18 and a half. Anything stick out? Yeah, we touched on the weather on this one. So we're thinking it's probably going to be, you know, messy game sloppy that set stefan Diggs 56 and a half if gilmore doesn't play uh how you know how do you shut him down where do you go to shut him down uh, that could be that could be a nice one uh, i'm just pulling up cole beasley's uh last few game logs here i mean the dude had 11 catches last week 12 targets 112 yards uh if you could uh okay so the, the bills have played seven games how many games do you think cole beasley's been over 42 and a half I think six, probably a lot. Six games. Yeah, that's pretty um, good. And then even like for fantasy purposes, the one game where he did get under, he caught a touchdown. So uh, he's I think been mad. He's been missing reliable. Cole Beasley, I think I've been telling people the last couple weeks, ever since he caught the um, – I think he went like six for six against Tennessee, and I'm just like, he's going to get peppered with targets in the slot. Um, so he's a wide receiver three, I think, at the going forward. Like you yeah. want him in your PPR lineup. Andrew Bauer uh, says, I'll take Cole Beasley. I'll take Cole Beasley. All right. Yeah, I mean, Andrew, we're starting Cole Beasley. This is how much I like Cole Beasley. We're starting him in a non-PPR league. Oh, wow. wow. Throwing him up in there in the TD league? Well, we also have Josh Allen as our quarterback, so it's that little wombo combo, little it's fun. Nice to, get, nice to get that stack. Yeah. Actually, I think we're starting Tom Brady this weekend for that Monday night edge. But, uh, well, yeah, you got to go Tom Brady. Yeah, Especially so, with the okay. weather situation. So so I think if I, if I had to pick one here, I do like Cole Beasley because we did mention it's going to be a little bit rainy, windy. That, to me, just means dump-offs and quick passes. Which that's where Cole Beasley lives. Um, so if I had to bet one, I'm just going to check it and then just put him on the list so we can consider him later. I kind of uh, like uh, Damian Harris, five and a half yards. Five and a half? Let me just I, see. I, what I saw looking. some reporters, some beats over in New England saying that this might be the – the game where Damian Harris kind of gets unleashed a little bit. Which if he's if he gets an uptick in uh, snap share, hopefully the one or two targets come with that. So the last uh, two games, he's had one target in each game. He's caught both catches, fourteen yard catch and a twelve yard catch. So I, mean, so, I think it's fair to say if he hits three targets, he's getting five yards. I mean, is that is that fair? Yeah, let me just check out the practice reports here. I want to see if any of the other running backs are missing. Uh, so Damian Harris, he's been limited all week with the ankle. That probably nice. means he's going to play. Um, but, okay, that might be something fun to watch, though. Maybe whip a 5 or 10 at it. Um, it's a really low number. All it takes is one play. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like it's like game. Derrick Henry's 8.5 yards. It's one catch. Yeah. 50-50 shot. So, um, I don't know. I'm, I don't even want to waste my time talking about Demir Burge, Kobe Myers. Julian Edelman's going to be out, but yeah, I mean, yeah. we saw that Cam Newton 170 and a half over under. I'm just not. No Harry uh, either. So like, yeah. yeah. I, Although Jacoby Myers, keep an eye on him. I'm watching out him for him in Dynasty. He could be a guy that uh, I don't know. In the future, he could be one of the, the the leading receivers for the Patriots. But let's move on to the Raiders and the Browns. I think this was the game where we talked that there's going to be quite a bit of rain and wind. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, definitely. On the Cleveland side of things, we are always for the Baker unders. You got Harrison Bryant, 31 and a half, Rashard Higgins, 42 and a half, Kareem Hunt, 25 and a half, Landry, 54 and a half. 
Uh, and then I don't know if you want to dabble with Donovan Peoples Jones, 25 and a half. <laughs> any, any Browns, overs, unders? Yeah. I mean, just looking at this one, you can tell people are, are nailing the unders all around in this game. For, you know, nearly 40, you know, 30 mile an hour wins. Pretty much all the overs are, are plus 100 or something. Yeah. So, I mean, Although David Njoku is chilling at, you know, 13 and a half, but people have pretty much hit that over. It's down to minus wow. two. Yeah, I don't one sixty two. That's not enough, uh, not enough juice there for me. So on the, I guess on the Raiders side, you're looking at Josh Jacobs sixteen and a half, Darren Waller fifty six and a half, Henry Ruggs thirty three and a half, Renfro thirty four and a half, and then Aguilar thirty eight and a half. Any of those? Yeah, I mean Ruggs at thirty three and a half seems pretty low. Renfro at thirty four and a half. I mean Renfro's the one that like he's getting the quick passes, he's getting the over the middle stuff. So. I'm a little intrigued by like the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay, here's the here's a good uh, number for you. Nelson Aguilar at 38 and a half yards. Um, so the first couple of weeks, I'm going to ignore those because he wasn't really featured in those games. But the last four games where he's seen three targets or two or three targets or more, how many times has he been over 38 and a half in those four games? I know at least the last two weeks. Three out of four, and the one game against New England, he had 32 yards, so he was really close. Uh, but I mean, last week, nine targets, five catches. Yeah, I mean, the thing five. is, like, neither of these teams are really good against receivers. I'm pretty sure they're both in the bottom half. And this you know? one's plus 100, too, so this one's got some good return to it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's one of those things where you, you just have to, like, you have to ignore the weather reports and just say, look, these guys are playing football. They're still going to throw the ball. They're not just going to run 100% of the time. Well, what was it? on? Uh, was it Thursday night? Like, we still saw Matt Ryan, you know, connect with Julio Jones downfield. We saw DJ Moore catching a 42-yard catch at the end. Robbie Anderson still caught some balls. Uh, yeah. Sometimes people get a little bit shy about the rain, and sometimes quarterbacks, I mean, it's all timing and rhythm. Uh, it's just up to the receiver to make the catch. But I'm just looking at Brian Edwards here. It looks like he's been limited. We might see some Brian Edwards action here that could mess with the snap percentages. So I'm not uh, really sure about what to do with the Raiders here, but I'm kind of interested in this Nelson Aguilar at plus 100. So I'll just put that on the list. Uh, Saints-Bears, do we need to do anything here? Alvin Kamara, 49.5. People are liking this one at minus 120. Yeah, that, that, that's it's interesting enough. It's probably free money. All right, we'll put that one on the list. Traquan Smith, Jared Cook, no thanks. No, I can't they don't, have, they don't even have like Darnell Mooney or Anthony Miller on the side. Yeah, yeah. We'll probably put them up there once I see Allen Robinson's out. Yeah, definitely. Um, Look these overs for the Tyler Lockett Metcalf. Yes, the San Francisco Seattle. I just want to start with George Kittle down here at 70 and a half. That's still at minus 112, so that's still fair. All these are pretty much uh, no one's really feeling one way or the other on them. Uh, but you got Brandon Ayuk. People, if there's one bet that people like in this game, it's Ayuk at 53 and a half minus 125. Yeah, I was able to get that at 51 and a half for minus 112 yesterday. Um, okay. So yeah, I mean, I I, I still think 53 and a half is a good number. 125 is is, is okay. I mean, no Debo and Ayuk is really. I mean, look at Ayuk's last few weeks. He's come on pretty strong. So minus one, uh, 115 yards. Um, he's been over the 52, 53 and a half just twice. But mm-hmm. um, this, I think this Giants game was a game without Debo. So 70 and 115. So you're kind of liking that. 
And then just the fact that Seahawks are dead last in the NFL against receiver yards, over 300 yards a game to just the receiver position. Yeah. That's not even that we're not talking about tight ends, running backs, just receivers. I mean, that's, I mean, that reason, that's the reason. Even Kendrick Bourne at 39 and a half is, is pretty sure. much you know? So I'm just going to check out you. We'll put them on the list. Uh, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, any of these guys you feeling? Yeah, I mean, that's a tough, it's just a high number, you know? If you were to take one of those, which one would you take? Well, uh, the cool part about this is we do have our friendly website, Stat News. And I'm just going to type in uh, Tyler Lockett versus 49ers game logs. Let's see what he did last year against some, uh, basically a much healthier uh, and better defense. And let's see, in two games last year, Tyler Lockett, 26 and 51. Um one touchdown in that game. I'm not sure if I totally like these numbers. Uh, let's take a look at DK Metcalf. In two games against the 49ers last year, 81 and 70. And, I mean, the 49ers defense last year was probably one of the best defenses in the league. I think they're still pretty banged up. Is Richard Sherman even playing in this one? I don't think he's back yet. I don't know. But, I mean, look at this. DK Metcalf, 12 and 10 targets last year against these Dang. 49ers. So they were, they were pumping him real good. So apparently they like what they see on film for DK's matchup. So if I had to take one of them, I think I'm taking DK. And how DK got you know suppressed last weekend. Uh, he was kind of a decoy pretty much for the most part. That allowed Tyler Lockett to get 20 freaking targets. Uh, so I, I have a feeling DK Metcalf could roar back in this one. 73 and a half is tall. Um, but again, last year, 81 and 70 yards in those games and 22 targets total in those two games. Uh, I might be intrigued with DK here, so I'm just going to check him. All right. And then Cowboys, Eagles, anything doing here? We got Travis Fulgham, 26 and a half. Greg Ward, 37 and a half. Boston Scott, 23 and a half. Any of these guys? I, I would like to say two or three of those will probably hit the over on just based mm -hmm. on how bad Dallas has been. Um, the question is, which one? Fulgham's been very consistent. Gary Ward's kind of an interesting chess piece. I wish I wish uh, Richard Rodgers had a lineup here because I would probably yeah. be looking at Richard Rodgers. Uh, I would like maybe maybe the, I think right now maybe they'll upload some tomorrow if they get uh, word that Dallas Goddard is not playing. If they get word that Jalen Rager yeah. is playing, maybe yeah. we see some of those guys uh, kind of you know affect some of these numbers here. But I don't think I'm interested in the Greg Ward over but it would be Fulgham that would catch my attention and then I think Boston Scott that's probably the favorite at 23 and a half yeah yeah I'm probably not taking anything here but we need some uh, some more data and uh, we don't even want to talk about the Cowboys do we uh, no sadly not <laughs> okay so let's uh we've been going live here for how long now working on about 43 minutes you got about like maybe 10 more minutes to kind of quickly cover up the rushing yards and then yeah, yeah, I can point out the one that I do like. There's one rushing yards. That Talking actually... JT here to get 70. I like JT to get 70. Yes, that's a good one. Um, like I said, Lions are pretty bad against the run. And coming off a of bye, I think they want to kind of – the old line needs to get it back on track. They're maulers. They haven't been really mauling this year. Like, I think they're going to be ready to go there. And then I also like Clyde Edwards. Clyde yeah. Edwards? Yeah, I just think based on, you know – 54 and a half? Yeah, it seems pretty low, man. I I don't know. It, it, everyone's going on Le'Veon Bell, but like Clyde Edwards is still the guy. Um, and it just seems like he is getting better and better. 
Yeah, uh, they're fa they're favored by how many points? Twenty one and a half. That's okay. I like that one, and I think Le'Veon Bell here at thirty nine and a half. He almost hit that last weekend in limited snaps. So that's I'm I'm just probably hitting all the bells over. But as you see here at minus one sixty seven, everyone kind of likes those. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So I might have I might have another thing that I pull up after we talk about the rushing stats, where I look at just the over and under total receiving rushing yards. Uh, I'm curious about those odds there. Mm -hmm. um, Anything here, the Derrick Henry to hit 100 yards, minus 143. I like him to do that, but the odds are not really in our favor. Um, yeah, they are. Steelers, Ravens game, that's just too much uh, for me to – too many good defenses in this one. I don't really trust uh, either rushing games. Here we talked about the Rams and the Dolphins. I'm disappointed they don't give us a Tua Tagovailoa rushing line. I like that. So, again, Rams – Henderson Brown, too hard to trust. Who knows what – I, I want to see what Gaskin can do before we trust him. Uh, you got the Patriots and the Bills. They got a high number for Josh Allen. Devin Singletary, 50 yards. Seems mm. like a pretty, pretty, pretty decent number. Uh, I don't know how much run Zach Moss is going to get. Last weekend it was 54% snaps for Singletary, 47 for Zach Moss. I think in general you have to think the rushing numbers look nice in that game. This might be a Cam Newton rushing day with Julian Edelman out of the lineup, uh, Nikhil Harry out of the lineup, 47 yards. <clears throat> I mean, he can do that. You know, I think he rushes the ball eight to ten times a game. So um, maybe Cam Newton here. Just from what I've heard in Cam Newton's press conferences this weekend, he knows uh, that he is not playing well. And right. it seems like he's got a chip on his shoulder. So I'm kind of interested in that one. I wonder if he just tries to, you know, puts things in his own hands. And kinda... back, dude. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, I don't really – the rest of these rushing props, nothing really stuck out to me. That, I got one for you. You got one? Cream Hunt to hit 90 yards. It's plus 108. Okay. Um, and if uh, – I just like um, – we'll pull up my little ship start sits here. I want to just point out that the Las Vegas Raiders allowing – their 30th in points allowed to the running back, about 32 fantasy points PPR to the running back position. Um if we talked about the weather not being very good here, Kareem Hunt, he's going to get the ball 15 to 20 times in this one. The Raiders are just simply, they're just not good against the run. I'm, I'm kind of curious here about seeing how many yards they've allowed to teams. Uh, so let's just filter by rushing yards here. Um, the Raiders actually haven't allowed that many rushing yards, just about 583, but they do allow a lot of receiving yards here. Um, so it's probably going to be a heavy PPR day. Maybe I look at the over/under mm -hmm. of rushing and receiving yards for. Yeah, Hunt probably has a. You can go peek at that. He probably has a combo. Um, David Montgomery, Alvin Kamara, not interested. No, Saints are pretty good against the rush. Kamara, not, not interested in this Cowboys Eagles game here. Yeah. Um, so I just want to take a peek at the rushing and receiving yards. I think this is where you could win with a guy like Le'Veon Bell here at 50, but it's minus 200 now. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, yeah, man. That's crazy. Everyone is just pounding Bell. Uh, I mean, the crazy thing is that Reed hasn't even come out and said anything like, we're going to feed Bell. Like, I mean, there hasn't been any – people are just assuming that the revenge game is that strong right now. Yeah. Right? But, I mean, as a head coach, you can't, you can't like, tip your hat mm -hmm. and say, hey, we're going to give this guy the ball a bunch of times. Yeah, uh, I think the Jets are just assuming for the worst, and they're gonna—they have to deal with Clyde edwards Lair either way. So they know the the rushing attack is going to be pretty. Fierce. We're not even talking about Mahomes. So we just—he's you know, an afterthought in this game. Um, There's Kareem so Hunt, one fifteen and a half. What do you think? Uh, let's just take a look at our boy. 
Kareem in our pants. So he has, okay, last weekend against the Cincinnati Bengals, 76 receive, or rushing yards, 26. So he would have been under, he, he would have been under pretty much in every game this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. So maybe you hit the under here. Some tough matchups on Indy. I mean, to be fair, he had, he had tough matchups, Indy and Pittsburgh. Last week, though, he probably should have hit. He would have felt good if he hit against Cincinnati, but. Hmm, they kind of were forced to throw more in that game, I think, just because the, the yeah. game's good there. But yeah. I don't know. I'm not really a fan of betting too many of these these combined rushing over props. Um, I think that's fair to say. But, uh, who's going to score touchdowns tomorrow? We'll finish up with that. We got maybe five more minutes here. I got Bella plus 100 yesterday. What's he at now? Um, I got so many of these names listed here. He was plus 140. I missed, I missed the ball. Plus 100 still. Still, there you go. Plus okay, this is, this is the Stone Cold, as our friend uh, John Heffernan <laughs> says, Stone Cold, spicy, something extra, hardcore lock of the week. Lock of the, the century, dude. Lock of the century. Lock of the century. Stone Cold lock of the century. That's uh, Bell, plus 100 to score a touchdown. Uh, I'm going to go back to the top here, though. Let's look at the Packers. Uh, Devontae Adams, he's going to score a touchdown. Jamal Williams, he's going to score a touchdown. Not great odds here, but Adam Thielen chilling at 135. Hmm. I think he leads the league in receiver touchdowns so far this year, and he did catch – I want to say he caught two against the Packers to start the year, one for sure. Do they try and get A.J. Dillon that first rookie touchdown against the divisional opponent? Mm, I, need I, think to they, I think if they get a goal, a goal line look, I think he might get one one shot. It would depend. Like they would, In order for that to happen, Jamal Williams has to get one first himself. And then I think it's it's one of those situations where everybody eats, um, and then they want to get the rookie some confidence here. So okay, that may be kind of fun at plus three hundred here. What is what is like five dollars win you in that situation? We got too many bets. Damn it. <laughs> right, so we're five dollars would let's win. Just kick out Jonathan Taylor here. Let's just put a five piece here. I think it would win. It would win fifteen, right? Ah, uh, you'd win fifteen. So you're three x. But essentially, yeah, we should know that math by now. <laughs> yeah. um, so let's just take a look here. Colts, Lions, they like Jonathan Taylor a lot to score at minus 175. DeAndre Swift, plus 135. He's been scoring touchdowns. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Uh, I'm probably not interested in betting on touchdowns in that game, though. No. Uh, Titans and Bengals, they love Derrick Henry here at minus 250. That's A.J. Brown name. scored wow. a touchdown in every game the last three weeks. Minus 106, that might be a fair bet there. I like Boyd there at 180. Boyd at 180. That's good odds. Even is, it, is, at is AJ Green going to catch his first touchdown of the year? Gosh, I mean, that dude has so many air yards. It's disgusting. It's, he's due, right? He's due for a tie. He's due for one. He's looked good the last couple weeks. I don't know if it's just because he's trying to get traded or what. Um, but uh, I'm kind of intrigued with that one. Uh, AJ Brown at minus 106. That's pretty good odds there. You can get a decent return. Uh, maybe John o. Smith at plus 140 if you're feeling that one. Yeah, uh, Johnny at 140 is pretty decent. So yeah, we hit the, we hit the Le'Veon Bell here. That's I mean I, I'm not really comfortable in betting on any of the other odds here. They all look like they've been uh, fairly hit up for sure. But Le'Veon Bell at plus 100. This is free money, people. He's getting at least one uh, in this game. Lock it. Steelers, Ravens. Do we have any confidence here? I, Mark Brown, Mark Andrews, James Conner, any of these. Mark Jackson rushing touchdown, 150 with no Mark Ingram. Ooh. Um, 
I I can see that. I'd have to, uh, Mm -hmm. on my own, I'll look at the stats and see what he's done the last couple games against the Steelers here. Actually, he hasn't played well against the Steelers. I remember looking at that. Yeah, he has not. So, kind of just fading that game in general. Rams, Dolphins, are we fading? Ooh, wow. Why is this? Wait, wait. Something's, we got some glitches here. Plus 700 for Daryl Henderson. Get it before you can. Get it while you can. $5 you 35 bucks. I'm thinking there's got to be some sort of glitch. I'm thinking there's got to be some sort of glitch. They're going to correct that. So, But if I could throw a, thousand, a plus 1,000 on Woods or Cup for a touchdown, I would do it. Take it. If you're if you're watching live right now, you should go just put even 10 bucks on this. That could win 70 real quick. Um, What's Malcolm Brown? Okay. He's got to be like crazy. Malcolm? Yeah, plus Malcolm. Is- this is ridiculous. <laughs> DraftKings. They'll, they'll fix that. 1,600. Let's see, if, let's see if that's on my phone. I'm curious now. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. We'll look at that later. Maybe I have to hit refresh. Um, yeah, all the, and look at this. All the Bills games are plus. They're all pluses. Interesting. Plus 150 for Diggs. Plus, plus 175 Singletary. Plus 180 for Cam Newton rushing touchdown. Plus Ooh. 190 for Josh Allen rushing touchdown. Zach Moss 325. Jacoby Myers, he's been getting a lot of snaps. Uh, he, he, I got the uh, updated odds on the Rams Dolphins here. here I'll take it's not as fun. Henderson's still plus 100. Gaskin's plus 110. There we go. Nope. He's still, oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Plus 100s. Okay. Even then, like, these are all pluses. Like, these are all pretty favorable odds here. Yep. Um, but, again, I don't I don't bet on Robert Woods, Cooper Cup anymore. I've <laughs> the hard way. He's retired. Um, Preston Williams, he's been, I think Preston's caught three touchdowns in the last four games. Um, and he's, it took him a little while to get back with the ACL injury, but I think he's coming, coming in hot after the fresh, you know, bye week here. Definitely a player I'm keeping an eye on. Um for the rest of the season with Tua. Absolutely. Bills, Patriots, do we like any of these rushing touchdowns by the quarterbacks? Plus 180, plus 190. That's interesting. I mean. Josh Allen, plus 190. I'll probably throw 10 at it. Yeah. Um, let's keep moving here. Raiders, Browns, Kareem Hunt. He's going to score a touchdown, apparently. It looks like Josh Jacobs as well. Um, not really confident either of these guys, but Aguilar down here at plus 275. He scored in three straight weeks. That's pretty high. All those those 275s are, are kind of interesting. All, the tight ends and Aguilar, I would, yeah. we might have to hit one of these. You know what they say, if you don't hit it, you quit it. So Chargers, Broncos. Um, looks like Melvin Gordon's the favorite to score here. Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, Josh Kelly, Noah Fant, Justin Jackson, Mike Williams. They didn't have all their odds up for this game. It's no, just- these are fresh. Yeah, these must be some we haven't talked about this game at all yet. No, uh, it's a uh, it's an odd game. The weather's actually pretty decent for this one, so there could be some fun. Um, the last quarterback in the league. Is Justin Herbert going to rush for another one at plus three hundred? Nah, uh, I don't know. Kind of risky. Maybe maybe that's like a, a five or ten dollar bet. I might be willing to play just to get the good odds. Um, guy, I'm keeping an eye on is Jerry Judy. I think I've told you about this, but I've been listening to Cecil Lammy on the Football Guys. Uh, Wednesdays and Thursday practices, and he's just been saying that the the Broncos coaching staff they basically had to tell Drew Locke, "Hey, 
you have receivers open, take the first, second quick reads, and uh, our offense is going to be more efficient. Uh, and now that I don't think Tim Patrick's playing in this one, so you're going to look at Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler as the leading two receivers. And then also, what I, I think the one that I'm probably going to put money on is score. Oh boy, he likes it. Where I'll, is he? Okay, plus six fifty. Plus six fifty. I'm doing. I'm throwing ten dollars at Albert O. I'm going to lock it. Uh, I'll put even put it on the website as Kyle's spicy stone cold lock of the century. Brought to you by John Heffernan. <laughs> Sponsored by John Heffernan. Um, he played with Drew Locke. He's Drew Locke's homeboy. He pounded the table for them to draft him in the third or fourth round or whenever it was. Um, and he's getting red zone looks. He caught all seven targets last weekend, plus 60 odds, 650. I, I think that's uh, that's worth $10 yeah. at least there for me. There were uh, there were draft analysts who were saying that Albert O could have been the first tight end off the board. They went to blink an eye. He should have gone over Cole Komet. And so. I believe um, – I think he stayed an extra year uh, in the draft. He was yep. eligible the year before, and they said that if he came out the year that uh, Drew Locke came out, he would have been probably a second-round pick. Also not to mention uh, Noah Font is still not 100%. None of the reports yeah. have said anything good about him in practice. He's still kind of not looking himself. So that's a fun one, plus 650. I, it's 5 or 10 bucks. It's worth a try. Um, yeah, yeah. Saints Bears here. Alvin Kamara's beaten the death. David Monka, I can't trust any of these Bears to score. No. Probably that game from a complete hole. Jimmy Grant is maybe interesting, but 180. No. We talking DK Tyler Lockett to score here? 115. George Kittle at plus 130. What the hell? Uh, like George Kittle. Play, right? I think that's the play. Yeah, I think that's definitely the play. If you want to mess around with Brandon Ayuk at plus 190, maybe. But George Kittle is probably the safe play there. Put five or yeah. ten on that. Kittle at one thirty. That that feels pretty good. Yep. Cowboys right. Sunday night. Jalen uh, Rager. Just because I love Jalen Rager. Yeah, but two ten. He hasn't he hasn't had much run yet. I don't know. That's an interesting one. But uh, he's looked he looked good in the first two games. He did catch a fifty five yard play for his first career catch. The next game, I think he had three or four catches. Um, I think they're going to try. They have nothing to lose. They it's their first round pick. They're going to try to get him involved. And uh, I think defenses have to command uh, attention with Fulgham. And they're going to have to respect Richard Rodgers now after what he put on tape last week. Um, so maybe just a small amount on Jalen Rager just because I want to root for him. we got a tight end question here from Sashin to Baron. Jimmy right. Graham or Robert Tanyan? Jimmy Graham. Okay, so uh, the Bears, it sounds like they're going to be without uh, Allen Robinson. Uh, and I just think Jimmy Graham going up against the Saints. This game is not, probably not going to be good weather. Uh, so I, I have a feeling Jimmy Graham's probably going to leave this team in targets tomorrow. Um, and the, on the Packers side of things, uh, it's looking like the Vikings are almost waving the white flag at this point. I think the Packers offense is going to be able to kind of do what they want um, against that defense. So I'm kind of nervous about the passing volume in this one. Uh, if anything, you're betting on basically Robert Tanyan scoring a touchdown in the first half. I think that would make sense. Um, but for me, I think I would go with the safe. Uh, targets and Jimmy Graham. What do you think, Jesse? I, I agree with everything you said there. Since Adams came came back, Tanya's kind of lost a little bit of the lust. He hasn't got as many targets. Anytime you can get a tight end who, who has a good chance to lead a team in targets, I think you just want to go that route in your tight end spot. And he's it, this is is this a Jimmy Graham? Like, can we call this a revenge game going up against the Saints? Like they traded him away. I don't know it's, if he's played the Saints since. It's uh, it's technically a revenge game, man. I mean, but. Um, I'm yeah, assuming, Sachin, I'm assuming you're playing in a PPR league. 
so Jimmy Graham, just the last few weekends, he's got a floor of seven to eight points. Uh, you're seeing pretty much this Giants game. You can throw that away, uh, but at least five to six targets. It wouldn't surprise me if you see this Atlanta game here where he catches maybe six targets or six of his 10 targets, something like that. Uh, I don't, I mean, the touchdowns are going to be hit or miss, uh, but I can see a six for 60 day against his former team, something like that. So I think Jimmy Graham is the play. Yeah, thanks for the question, man. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Um, any other questions in the chat room? Or otherwise, I think we've kind of covered. Ed, Jesse, was there anything else that you wanted to hit on today? Uh, yeah, it looks like just running through my list. Like we, we touched on everything I wanted to touch on. Um, maybe we can just kind of recap maybe some of our favorite plays for the day. Do you have any initial yeah. plays that, that you're loving? Uh, so, after, uh, so I'm going to be going grocery shopping after this. It sounds like you have a busy afternoon as well. Um, so I think what I'm going to do is we'll kind of recap here and then I'm going to put uh, some of the, the odds that we like on the website and then I'll send that to you to look at before we kind of blast that out. But uh, some, some of our favorite game locks here are going to probably uh, exist in the Titans Bengals game. We're looking at AJ Brown over 65 and a half, Tyler Boyd 65 and a half. Uh, the weather should not be rainy in this one, but it's going to be a little bit windy. So that should favor Tyler Boyd in the short passing game. It should also favor Giovanni Bernard in the short passing game. He's only at 28 and a half, uh, and he caught 58 yards last weekend. So it's looking like A.J. Brown, Tyler Boyd, and Bernard are some of our favorites there. We are considering Eric Ebron with 31 and a half. Uh, Cole Beasley going up against the Patriots. That should be – I think we looked at that one, and that one's going to be a little bit rainy. Uh, but short area field, uh, Cole Beasley, 42 and a half. He had 112 last weekend. Um Nelson Aguilar, are we still feeling confident about Nelson Aguilar at 38 and a half? I'm going to have to, uh, plus 100, I'll have to consult the spirits. Uh, I'm lukewarm on it right now. Yeah, it's not at the top of my list, but it might be worth looking at later. If anything, I'd probably put a touchdown on Aguilar for five or ten pieces here. Uh, but the one I think that we both kind of agree on, it's still at minus 120, but Alvin Kamara over 50 yards receiving. Yep. No, no Michael Thomas, no Emmanuel Sanders. He's going to be the offense tomorrow. Um, and then you luckily hit the Brandon Ayuk over at 51 and a half and minus, was it minus 112 still? Yeah, I got that at minus 112. I threw two units on that one. So probably still go with unit where it's at now. Yeah. Even at 53 and a half, we did say that the Seahawks are allowing over 300 300 yards to just the receivers alone. Uh, so this is going to be a really good game for George Kittle. I think Kittle was at 70 and a half. I might even be interested in that, uh, mm -hmm. but I'm going to bet on Kittle. We did see that he had really good odds to score a touchdown. So I think that's what I would play with there. Uh, DK Metcalf, we looked at the splits for the, the, the Seahawks receivers against the 49ers last year, and they seem to have clamped down on Tyler Lockett, and they let DK Metcalf hit 81 yards and 70 yards. So it seems like DK Metcalf has uh, – he also had 22 targets in those two games, so 10 and 12. Uh, so I think it's going to be a DK Metcalf week. But again, it's kind of a high number here. I don't feel great about it, but we could see him kind of have a nice bounce back game. Uh, we like Boston Scott to hit 24 receiving yards uh, on Sunday Night Football. And then I think the extra spicy stone cold lock of the century is Le'Veon Bell to score a touchdown at plus 100. Yeah, I think uh, you just take that one. The other, the rest of his props have been bet up so much. You know, I think the plus that's 100 the one that's, left. that's the only one left. <laughs> yeah, that's what we got. Um, mm -hmm. So. Yeah, man. Anything, any other uh, parting thoughts here? I'm going to close that down here. And uh, I think uh, this is the week that we have our first weather, you know, weather impacts what you're going to do. So just be conscious of that. Um, don't let it be your be all end all. But if you're deciding between two guys and one has a decent weather game, one doesn't. Um, anything over 20 mile an hour winds usually impacts the quarterback and how they can throw the ball. 
so just be monitoring that. Otherwise, it should be a fun week of football. Yeah, I'm just super excited. As it gets colder, that kind of brings out some of the best football, though. So and it brings out the winter hats, which it know, does. Yeah, I got <laughs> Brady on. Uh, but we got one more question here from my guy Sachin Tobaran. I also have Mike Evans and Antonio Brown. Which one should I trade? Because I obviously am not going to start both. Jesse, this is your area of expertise. I will let you answer this question. Yes, I uh, last weekend before last week's game, I was able to trade Mike Evans, paired him with Jarek McKinnon, and went and got AJ Brown. Um, so the hat felt really good. We're feeling good about that. So if you can get, you know, you know, I'm trying to think other targets. AJ Brown might be hard to get now because now that he's strung three straight good games together, it might be tough. But uh, Mike so, Evans after this week, I would wait till after tomorrow because Mike Evans without Chris Godwin should have a really good game. If he doesn't, you're probably going to be sell high on Mike Evans after. Uh, Monday Night Football, I think. He's going to be matched up against um, James Bradbury, though. Do we have any like doubts about that matchup? Or He's a big receiver. Uh, there actually might be some – because he was on the, the Panthers, correct? Yeah, he was on the Panthers, so that might be an interesting – I'm going to Stat Muse right now, and I'm going to look up uh, Mike Evans versus the, C, the, the Panthers the last few – maybe the last two years. Um. We'll I, Evans, I might try and target someone like maybe Will Fuller. Okay, so I'm, I'm assuming – so they already played the Panthers this year. So I'm looking at 2019. Mike Evans, uh, in October, he had nine catches for 17 targets, 96 yards in that one. And then the other game that year, he had 61 yards. Uh, so last year, it looked like he was fine going up against James Bradbury. Um, so if we're going to, say, sell high on Mike Evans after next week – uh, what's the a potential receiver that you would consider going like one for one for Mike Evans? Yeah, it's, so if you're just trying to get something now, I think Will, Will Fuller is an interesting target. He's starting to come on strong, um, particularly if one of these other receivers gets traded. That just means more targets for him. David what Johnson. Guy, a guy like Robbie Anderson maybe? Mm, yeah, that would be interesting. I think he might be able to get Robbie plus for Mike Evans, especially if he has a good week. Um, so you're looking for those like – Strong wide receiver twos with wide receiver one upside. Because okay, it's still Mike Evans. He still carries some name recognition. He's had some good games already. Um, and then so, if you're going to – on the other gonna, side, Antonio Brown. Yeah, I was going to ask, why do we like holding on to Antonio Brown? For me, it's just because the injury seal on Chris Godwin is busted. Uh, we He's he's probably going to be – I can't expect him to play every game the rest of the way. And it just seems like Antonio Brown – Tom Brady, there's there's a bromance there. It's going to be pretty steady, I think, in PPR leagues where you're going to feel comfortable starting Antonio Brown uh, every game, and then Mike Evans is going to be that guy that kind of boom busts. I don't I don't think my brother likes hearing this, but Mike Evans is probably a decent trade away target candidate right now. Um, so I kind of just I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts on Antonio Brown? Yeah, I mean, unless somebody comes to you and is going to fill a need that you have, you know, they're going to blow you away. Uh, right now, Antonio Brown is kind of it's only going to go up from here, I think. You know, he's motivated. He's playing well in practice. He's in shape. His mind is right. Um, and that's really a recipe for disaster. So I pulled up a list of the, I guess, basically the wide receiver rankings so far this year. Uh, and I'm just going to ask you, would you rather have this guy or Mike Evans? So would you rather have Robbie Anderson? I think I'd take Robbie Anderson, yeah. Amari Cooper? No. Adam Thielen? I'll take Thielen. 
Tyreek Hill, of course. Tyler Boyd. Would maybe Mike Evans for Tyler Boyd be an interesting play? I like that. Um, I would take Tyler Boyd. I think DJ Moore, either either Carolina receiver, I think both those guys would be interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, Terry McLaurin. He's kind of low on people's list, and a lot of people are like, mm, Washington. Uh, I think I would take Terry McLaurin straight up there. Um, you already mentioned Will Fuller. You're not getting Julio Jones. You're not getting DK Metcalf. You're not getting Devontae Adams. Uh, maybe Keenan Allen. Yeah, I like. I, I I threw out Mike Evans for Keenan last week as well. Okay, so that's a, that's a pretty good list there. I think you have to look at your team, or if you have like a message chat, just say, hey, Mike Evans is for sale. What do you guys got? Uh, I'm open to moving him straight up for another receiver. Or if you want to move him for a running back, like what's like a running back that might hold enough weight to get equal value on Mike Evans? It's tough because uh, just, you know, people tend to hold running backs. They're valuing them more because it's it's harder to get a good running back right now. I don't know. Maybe Antonio Gibson. That's I just looked at him and I was going to ask him right away. Because um, you're, you're not going to get, you're not going to get a Dalvin Cook and an Aaron Jones. You're not going to get these guys. Um, maybe a guy like David Johnson. That might be, you know, you're looking at a lower end wide receiver too. Whereas Mike Evans, his name holds quite a bit of weight for the receivers. So I just think uh, Terry McLaurin sounds like a really good one for one. Uh, Will Fuller, who knows? Uh, but uh, I don't know. Any other thoughts on tonight's, uh, I guess, this afternoon's uh, show here? Any other prop bets? We'll, we'll get that uploaded on the website at some point today, and we'll blast that out. Um, yeah, absolutely. So. So it was a nice hang with you on a nice Saturday morning. Yeah, man. You enjoy the rest of your Halloween. We got trick-or-treaters today coming i'm just hanging out at my parents house we're probably just gonna have a bonfire out and uh just hand out candy to the kids and um i don't know we got drake sanford just typing in his name without a comment what is he doing um but uh anyways thank you guys for hanging out thank you so much for your time uh again you can follow jesse on twitter at the fellow jgm i am the fellow kgb on twitter as well check out the fantasyfellowship.com and uh thank you so much again have a happy halloween and uh Good luck tomorrow. We'll talk to you later. Peace.